gents. What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And it's that time. You've got your trees outside. Mistletoe. Mariah Carey has come back to reclaim her number one and get bag for the next month. And as usual, during this time, we have the most esteemed award show. The only award show that matters. The Stonian Reggies, the Reginstonies, however you mm. pronounce it. That's mm. when we look past at the year, see what moved us, see what made us cry, what made us laugh, what made us angry, what made us sad. We give kudos, we take them away. The Reginstonies. <laughs> that, was, that was me knocking over the microphone there, guys. Apologies. Apologies. <laughs> You're just so excited about this, this year's winners. So excited. So excited. Uh, <laughs> let's start it, baby. Year and wrap go. up. You know what I'm saying? It was a crazy year, but, you know, we're, things are looking a little better, you I, know, for the most you, part. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I'm still here. You're still here. We, we made here. it somehow. You know? <laughs> Somehow, you know what I'm saying? We haven't hit the Mad Max era yet. You know what I'm saying? It's not Blade Runner. <laughs> we aren't selling our organs in the street yet, so I would make an argument. It's, it's somewhat positive. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to kick it off. All right. <clears throat> For our first award, the rapper who fell off the most. I think this one has a clear winner. I think we're going to have to give it an official name. There's only one person it could go to, Mr. Kanye West. Now, I know what you're saying. You guys promised not to mention his name. You try not to. (laughs) But I think at the end of the day, we have to acknowledge what the fuck happened. Yeah. This is a man who came out making fantastic beats on similar records like Blueprint, Cameron Purple Haze. A man who basically brought back a form of backpackery, conscious hip-hop during the college dropouts, who proceeded to kind of make waves, become this greatly appreciated, world-renowned, critically acclaimed artist, you know, selling out fucking arenas and stadiums, you know, winning Academy, Academy Awards, Oscars, whatever those awards are. Grammys. But Grammys, there we go. And now he's hanging out with not even like top tier Nazis, like D tier. Like if you know who Nick Fuentes is, like and I, and I and I love it because the news is going deep on him. Like this is like a low level turd. Like this is not even like Richard Spencer coolness. <laughs> like like even on the clout of fucking white supremacy, he's like it's a Tucker Carlson baby. This is like low level, bruh. Like Candace Owens was like like that was at least you know up there showing up with Fox News. This is like some shit where. Twitch streamer shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I mean, he, the, he, the dude made Alex Jones nervous. <laughs> you know, like, like even Alex Jones is like, yo, slow down, bro. Like, you know, um, it, it, yeah, I, I have to agree. I wish this was like a Joaquin Phoenix type of like, you know, when you did, you know, remember when Joaquin Phoenix did that thing? You want for to the movie a, for the documentary yeah. yeah 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 you know it's like it's i, I wish it was like an art piece right that's like you know he'll come out and say a psych you know this is like a reflection of america blah 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 blah. like this is america part two you know like you know with like like choice easy bars ah it's not gonna happen though it's like the dude's gone the dude is yeah. definitely gone 
Um, so yeah, it, it 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 sucks too because like he went from a rapper that's like ah, you know it's like your crazy cousin like you know like I, I look I got some you know Republican cousins out here you know it's like but you still love them they're still family you know it's like nah it's Kanye's too far gone like it's yeah. like you know um, yeah man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cl- clear winner. I mean, we do have a runner up, the baby. But um, what's good about the baby is that uh, he's fallen off so hard, we don't hear anything about him. <laughs> you know, the baby is like super interesting though because I feel like I, you know, rap unfortunately has like a level of homophobia in there, right? And I thought that that he would have his like critics, obviously, but he'll also have his, his like supporters. Right, because there's a lot of people, unfortunately, in the rap business who are very homophobic. But no, like <laughs> he's got nobody. <laughs> but I, I, I see the line though. He made fun of AIDS victims, so that's where it's like. And I hate to say this again. Hip hop has a lot of homophobic things, but that was a disease that touched a lot of people, and they kind of jokey, jokey to sell some records. Not a good luck. The dude can't sell like a two for one on Groupon right now, which is (laughs) like, I can put it this way. Nobody's going to go on the gram posting the baby concert pictures. You know what I'm saying? And and not even out of like solidarity and intersectionality only because like, damn, you watch this shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, at, at least Kanye, he will have like, you know, the the far right Elon Musk stands and shit like that. Kanye can probably still sell arenas. The baby is, is not so. selling that Applebee's basically. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 <laughs> go hard on Applebee's, though. Three hundred. Under 300, I'm saying 30, 40 venue cap. Yeah, bro. Like even, even Tory Lanez has fans. You know, yeah. like that's there's people who are who are outside of the L.A. County Courthouse standing for Tory Lanes, <laughs> and the baby can't get that. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's keep it moving, y'all. Um, so let's talk about the record that punched above its weight. Um, I am going to say that uh, "Melt My Eyes" by Denzel Curry uh, was definitely a record I was not expecting. Um, we knew that Denzel was kind of going this kind of boom bap hip hop like track. You know, he's working a lot with Robert Glasper, but it's definitely an album that, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I sometimes I do have that old man that I look down on like the SoundCloud generation, but I think Denzel has like stepped up his game, his bars, and his production choices, I think, are choice in quality. So. Um, it, I, I, I mean, I, I feel like Denzel is always somebody who punches above his weight, but again, a pretty solid record. Yeah, no, what I love about Denzel is the fact of where, cause, and think about it, this is this was, and I, and I, and I don't mean this as a diss, because there was a lot of great music from that era. Um, he was a quote-unquote SoundCloud rapper. You yeah. Know, somebody where it's supposed to be just overblown beats and a lot of aggressiveness and just like, basically like, like the equivalent of like punk rap. Um, What's fascinating though is the fact that. What's fascinating though is the fact that it's just like you look at it and basically, he's somebody where, you know, from that era to like now he's grown so much, he's changed so much, he's doing songs with Glasper, he's matured, he's almost like this rap elder from that era, and it's also kind of cool to kind of see somebody like I know we kind of go into the idea of like let's say 
rappers aging gracefully. That's been a big thing about rappers in their 30s and their 40s. And we're going to have some nominees. We're going to talk about how, you know, what do you do when you're an OG? I think what's kind of fascinating about Denzel Curry is that he came from an era where they kind of weren't supposed to last, period, period. Yeah. You look at somebody like Extension, you look like a lot of other MCs, a little peep, and that was like his kind of peer class. So they kind of see him kind of like go from there to kind of to this point where he's almost elder himself is kind of cool. So there's a lot of cool shit happening as far as that record, as far as his career. So I'm kind of proud of him, honestly. Yeah, for sure. And then on my end, my nomination is um, Duke Deuce. Um, huge fan. He came out of Crunk Ain't Dead a couple of years ago. Um, he's been dropping consistently solid mixtapes. The reason why I want to kind of shout him out is the idea of where, obviously, Crunk Ain't Dead is kind of like, you know, even though the mixtapes were kind of dope, it was kind of, you can make, make an argument very sticky. You know, he's got like little John references. But um, this last Halloween, he dropped uh, a record called Ducifer. And then that record is basically straight 3-6 Mafia. And, and I kind of see the vision now where... He's just somebody where he's just kind of like repurposing and kind of keeping true to like the Southern rap shit that was popular back then. And while there was a certain level of glow up, I'm not going to be like, oh, three, six mafia, you know, didn't really have the time in the sun. That's, that would be an obvious lie, but it's kind of cool. Kind of hearing somebody kind of keep the flame alive because I think for many in the mainstream hip hop, it was kind of a style. It was a, a, a quote unquote fad. It was like the Migos triplets, triplet raps, it was like, you know, a lot of these kind of age kind of hip hop styles, but not recognizing just how much in the blood, even today, like a Glorilla, you know, like, like how much, even a Megan, like how much of that Southern hip hop is a part of that and a part of those styles. And I kind of like the fact of where he's kind of keeping that kind of flame going. So it kind of props to him because, you know, again, a huge fan, great amped up, angry trap, angry type punk shit. But for him to kind of go back to like satanic sinister signing 3-6, it's like, oh, this dude is just kind of paying homage to what birthed him. So props to him. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, I think this one is a, a clear clear consensus for, from the group here. Most surprising comeback? Nas. I mean, we've discussed a lot of the past Nas records of Hit Boys, King Disease. I think we've uniformly liked them. Um, I think it both cut it caught us both off guard, just how like hungry. And how yeah. dope and how high level it is and how just basically like out the gate. This is like old school Nas and how he wants to like, like prove something. And I think that going back to that, I think I mentioned about this little Curry in a place of where we very easily kind of put older rappers into a category of where, you know, we expect diminishing returns, boom, bap rap. We expect like really lame attempts of keeping it fucking young you know, we expect somebody where they're dropping references that nobody really cares about, shouts to Jay-Z and owning buildings, um, for Nas to kind of come back and like, you know, do a little flip on a BK drill track to kind of have like almost, you know, like 30 summers, like this almost anthem kind of like at this era is just kind of really heartening to me where, you know, we've kind of hit this point of where you could be decades into hip hop and still finding new and interesting things to say, do and songs to put out so props to him yeah definitely and, and I agree on on the nods like i i was not expecting king's D- disease three to be as good you know one and two i thought were pretty solid albums um i think i thought one was cool um it definitely played to like the old man nostalgia but king's disease three i think was very much like you know, I am coming for all you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know and i think hip-hop needs that i think hip-hop is a is a contact sport so i think i think Nas kind of jumping back in the ring you know it'd be interesting to kind of see if if people will step their game up you know i feel like there's a lot of people we'll talk about drake who's been lazy you know kendrick maybe a little wishy-washy um so it, it's nice to kind of have somebody kind of say like hey like the king is back the king is here um yeah yeah i'll say this too lots of comebacks this year you know like like yeah yeah yes santa gold uh mary j lots of like yeah, you know shit. people coming back this year um yeah. you know and, and kind of still having their their sound so it, it, 2022 was a good year for comebacks all around yeah, a lot of people. Were, I guess I'm, it's, it's. I guess one of the positives was you know there was a couple of years where I guess we had a lot of time on our hands. I won't say why. <laughs> <laughs> so so everybody had a lot of time to kind of get back to kind of you know the essence, the inner child, the inner artist to kind of you know work on what kind of made them great. So it's, it, you're right. It's been a, lot, a great year of comebacks actually. So, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So let, let's keep it moving with the Gucci Mane 2008 <laughs> to 2012 quality. And quantity, quantity and quality control <laughs> award <laughs> sponsored by Quality In. <laughs> Remember free Wi-Fi with every fifth visit. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. So Salt is here. They dropped five albums again like their um their output has just been insane and it's crazy like for i think the third or fourth year now they'll be in my top 10 um somehow they they're able to to turn this out put out five albums jump in the studio for like a weekend you know like like kid sister i think is like a she's like a life coach or something you know like 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 some of these people have day jobs and they jump in and they make quality um so shouts to salt yeah, and, and on my end, you know, again, I, I could I could opine on salt, but I think we did a lot the last couple of years. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna throw out their Arm and Hammer, not necessarily as a duo, but this year Lucid dropped one solo record. Billy Woods dropped two. They're all extremely high quality. They're all worthy of conversation about rap album of the year, and it's kind of cool, kind of seeing them kind of glow up where the last record was so critically acclaimed, kind of hit this mass and just kind of in the new year, keep it rolling. So, you know, props to those two. For sure. Um, on my end, the next award is Old Rapper Matic Kids on His Lawn Award. Um, I see a note here, which I missed. Young Rapper Matic Old Heads. Oh, combo breaker. Combo breaker. <laughs> last minute. La- this, is, this, is, this is the Moonlight Award. <laughs> Somebody came up the envelope at the last minute. I misread. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't think. I, I, I'm not. I'm not uh, subscribing to Old Head Weekly anymore. So I, I don't know who. <laughs> who us old heads are mad at this week? <laughs> so. Probably comes in an old paper bag of like <laughs> Colt 45 on the corner, just rewrap boxes. But uh, the young rapper mad at old heads on his TikTok award goes to drumroll please twenty one savage. Going back to our discussion about Nas coming out the gate relatively strong, Mister Twenty One was in an interview and kind of threw off a offhanded comment, not really going at Nas per se, but basically saying, "Hey, these old rappers aren't relevant." To which he probably fell into such a shitstorm that not only did he apologize. 
he actually hopped on a Nas song to make amends. <laughs> um, and then the thing is, it goes back to the idea of aging, where you could even say a Twenty One Savage is kind of getting long in the tooth as far as rappers are concerned. I I think that we have to stop focusing on the new, new, new. And not to say that the new, new, new is great, but there's still a lot of things that the old heads are doing. And and I think it's kind of cool that A, 21 kind of recognizes mistake and how how it might have been a diss. And also B, trying to kind of make that bridge. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we're all, you know, we're all creatives. We're all trying to make it happen. We all love the game. We all love rapping. And, you know... I get the idea of relevancy, but you know, at the end of the day, that's fleeting. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, where's the little pump? You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I think it's somebody like 21 Savage where on the low has really cool, witty bars. It's kind of cool yeah. to have him recognize like, yo, I kind of fucked up there and make up for it. So props to, I guess, can we say props to him? Props to the apology, <laughs> but <laughs> no, not necessarily to the how it started. Yeah. I mean, I look, I, I think like the, the, the track with him and Nas was, was, you know, not bad, you know. I, I think twenty one, like again, recognizes mistake. You know, they they made up, but um, and I think if he said something about Jay Z, I think the community would be like, yeah, you're right, you're right, you know. But he said about like a rapper that had his best album in years. <laughs> so yeah, I I think you know he he took a straight shot for that one, um, for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad they were able to like make up. And, and, and drop a track together. I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the the least disappointing rapper of the year award goes to Megan The Stallion. Agreed. I, I, I no questions here. <laughs> I, I I think overall, you look at the year she's had, where you know, and we've we've talked about Megan before about how we love we love Megan, like a lot of yeah. people do. Yeah. Um, we've discussed about how her her her, her, her mixtapes and her previous album hasn't really hit as far as production, as far as songwriting. Obviously, immensely talented rapper. Obviously, immensely talented performer. She's awesome. But the products really haven't hit to her potential. I think this is the first time she had a project that kind of like, oh, she could actually do a lot of this shit and come out for consistently a consistent amount of dope songs. Um, I think all things considered, the year she's had... <laughs> From what's happening now to the trial of Tori, Tortoria Lanes, to uh, basically like getting her house broken into, to basically you know being on TV, it's, it's definitely been a whirlwind year, and like for her to kind of come out and kind of like still deliver on the basics, which is just a good album. All props to her. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know Megan's been in this game. I remember like was it twenty eight, seventeen, twenty. Like there was a year when like like I think it was like 2014. It was the last year as a South by for music. No, it's like 2018, and she was at South by, and everybody's like, "Yo, like Megan, this this chick Megan Thee Stallion is gonna blow up, right?" And you know, uh, and now she's been in the game now for for a very long time in rap terms, uh, and made a, a name for herself uh, to the point where she doesn't really have to drop music anymore. You know, it's like almost a Rihanna level. Um, but she's she still does, and you can kind of tell like he still like wants, to, you know, even though she has these other opportunities, she still is a, a wants to be a rapper, a rap star. Um, and I think you know dropping the project she did this year among all the turmoil, um, it kind of shows that that uh, she's still in this game, um, and you know it's, it's just great to kind of see her continue to glow up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I mean, this is an easy one. The me the best mainstream release award. I don't think there's any doubt here. It can only go to one person. We were all in darkness, in the wilderness, alone. Homecoming dropped. Netflix, huge thing. We were like, Beyonce has put HBCU on her back. Based on her alone, Deion Sanders <laughs> decided to come and support black college sports because of her. <laughs> My concierge downstairs on something like, yo, Reg, yo, yo, that HBCU shit, you know, that those jackets, them shits is fly. I want to get one. Because of that, she brought back black collegiate life in a way that we haven't seen since a different world. She came and did the same thing for house music in 2022. Renaissance. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the people at home can't see. Basically, Reg just did like a touchdown dance. <laughs> Speaking of homecoming. Um, on the Beehive represents. Beehive gang. Killer bees. Uh, but, um, but yeah, no. So like, um, yeah, Beyonce... I, I thought this was a very interesting album too, because again, you know, everybody's kind of doing, you know, dance tracks or dance or house music, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you know, Beyonce is a pop star, and she's kind of going to be like, you know what? I'm going to take all the things that a lot that's been bubbling up for the past few years. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it pop, um, which she did. Um, and like, you know, Virgo's Groove. Like, there's so much great music uh, on this album. And, but it's still Beyonce. It's still trademark Beyonce. So, um, yeah, can't be mad. Um, you know, like, like, I, yeah, I, I, I just like the fact that she put out a mainstream release. She did like a mainstream album rollout, but it's not like she did like a Katy Perry, right? She did something that was like authentic to black culture, which is, you know, you can't ask for more. So, um, all right. So let's go to the worst trend of 20. Ugh. Yeah, it's just... yeah. This one I'm gonna do relatively quickly. Yeah. Um, every year, the worst trend is definitely. I mean, sadly enough, black people dying. Yeah. And I'm gonna keep this short and sweet. Rest in peace, to everybody who died, all our loved ones. As far as entertainment is concerned, rest in peace, take off. Uh, we actually lost another OG this week, Granddaddy IU, um, huge '80s rapper, very influential. He also passed away. Um, yeah, I mean, it sucks, and we move on. Well, um, I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I will say this. I don't want to move on too quickly. Um, mm. You know, obviously, this is just, you know, PNB Rock. Like, there's so many people who are either, if it's, if it's not the gun, it's like health problems, which is just really sad. Um, yeah. And I'm just trying to be as more conscious about it as I get older. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what the solution is here. Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of things that are happening like in the world that just bleeds over into hip-hop. But uh, yeah, R.I.P. Um, I you know I just wanted to not <laughs> go too quickly without paying my respects to to, to all the all the people out here because it's it's just like super crazy and um, doesn't seem like it's getting any better. So you know, true, true, true. Um, I mean, I'll grab make up for it. Best trends. What has us amped? Um. I mean, the BPMs are back, baby. People are dancing again. Uzi Vert has a Jersey Club song that's up the charts. Uh, 
We talked about Beyonce, but she had some other records like uh, Duckworth doing some house music. Megan's big fucking hit single this year was a house song effectively, hip hop, yeah. hip house song. Um, BK Drill, why not necessarily? Dance music is definitely much more upbeat. I mean, for the most part, people want to be out there, want to be active, want to kind of move their feet some way, shape, or form. Um, I'll be honest for you, it's, it's something we've kind of been waiting for. It's I feel like it's been a huge gap. And obviously, I could see why. I definitely love a lot of the textures that's been happening for the last couple of years. I definitely love the the trap programming. It's, it's you know sonically, there's a reason why it's been very popular. But I do think it's been to the detriment of a lot of things that we generally have enjoyed within the black music artistic genre. Like you know, just traditionally from disco to jazz to to soul to everything else. And I'm just happy shit is more upbeat, even though the topics might not necessarily be so, as we just discussed. But I'm happy that like people are dancing again. Long story short. Yeah, and and look, you didn't even mention Drake's album. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> I wonder why I forgot. <laughs> you know, um, which if it wasn't like you know, and like I said, this when the album came out, if it wasn't Drake, I think we would be talking. If it was Katrina or Azalea Banks, I think like we would talk about it. You know, full stop. Um, yeah. But again, like. Th- Speaking of Kate and Azalea Banks, they laid the groundwork for a lot of stuff, you know, um, in terms of just like, like, agreed. I, you know, I just like the revival of house music, um, you know, and the revival of like, you know, <laughs> music that's over 90 BPM uh, in the black community. So props to, to them both, even though I might get some shots <laughs> from saying that yeah. from Azalea. But but no, I mean, <laughs> but no, like like for sure, um, I'm glad to see it back. I'm glad it's back in a, in a big and major and mainstream way. Um, so yeah, let's keep it moving to the dumbest beef of the year, and definitely like <laughs> Benny the Butcher and Freddie Gibbs for sure. <laughs> um, I, I, they're not even that old, but it does feel like an old man beef. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like I, I I don't I don't even get it. Like I I don't I I don't even know how it even started. It's it's it's, it's so old man. It feels like a barbershop argument. That basically, <laughs> <laughs> like like it's not over money. It's not over dating. It's not. It's just like they were in they were in barbershop one day at the same time. Somebody was talking about fucking LeBron James. Somebody took one stance. Somebody took another stance, and now and now it's in the streets, <laughs> in the diners. <laughs> In the middle of daytime, <laughs> yeah, like I, I, it's, it's like one of those, and it doesn't seem like there's been any bars either, have they? Minor. I feel like the the most minorest. Like, and I, and that's the irony of it, right? Why are we doing subliminals? Yo, 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 we're actually like fighting, fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see. If I mean, they both put out projects this year. I can see if there's like choice bars. You need to, you know, like some type of push a T level, like, you know, just like savage disses. No, no. They can just jump, get jumped to a parking lot in Buffalo, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's how it is, you know? This is real beef. We won't keep it on wax. We keep it in these streets, you know what I'm saying? Even though. That's true. That's true. Fighting in front of the chicken fingers. Everybody's wives around. <laughs> 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 oh 
All right, uh, I will go to this, the best beef of the year, the beef that has us excited. I mean, in the pantheon of America, there is a certain handful of institutions that no one will ever doubt. And there was a rapper out there who, after slaying Drake, leaving Drake destitute, poor, crying, he was like, I must aim higher. I must climb this mountain. I must find new people to take on, to tackle new enemies, new opponents. Pusha T versus McDonald's. <laughs> I actually love this beef, though. I, so Pusha T basically said that, you know, the, the, the bit of trivia is that he wrote the I'm loving it jingle, you know, for McDonald's. And Pusha T basically said, I never got paid for that. So he actually has like legitimate in the game. beef. Yeah. Like he is owed a bag. <laughs> 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 you know, Pusha T could literally just roll up to, you know, McDonald's headquarters like they used to do with Bad Boy, like back in the day <laughs> with the crew. <laughs> But then, again, like Arby's mad smart was like, I'm going to hire Pusha T. Then he dropped like two diss tracks against McDonald's. Like the shit was fire. Uh, it's corporate America at its best. Pusha T's getting that bag. Um, all winners here. Yeah, no. It's And what's cool about it is the idea of where it was fun. And generally he was giving interviews about it. We were cracking jokes on the internet. It's something where generally going back to the idea of Benny versus fucking... Gibbs, you know, that's a little more serious. We're kind of joking about it, but it's a little childish at the same time. This was just fun beef. It, it was it was a fun back and forth. It was cool here seeing Pitcher show, Pitcher show up at like interviews being like giving his favorite combo orders, you know, it, it, like and like the whole filet fish jokes. It's, it's been hilarious. So I do think like, you know, at the end of the day, it was just a fun piece of like entertainment and art. And, you know, props to him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, all right, so we are going to go to the DJ Khaled Most Disappointing <laughs> Project of the Year Award. <laughs> Which goes to DJ Khaled. It's, it's, is there any doubt? God I mean, did. The man hasn't made a, a, a listenable album in perhaps ever, but definitely in the last like five, six, seven years. So yeah, props to him. <laughs> I, look, I, I I'm not gonna get mad at DJ Khaled. Somehow he's able to put together something that gets him the mansion in Miami. Like he's not a DJ, really. Like he's not a producer. Like he just talks <laughs> for an hour <laughs> and somehow gets like Justin Bieber on a track. You know, like I, I don't know how he does it. But he's able to do it, and I can't be mad at DJ Khaled. Um, I just... <laughs> he, he's the ultimate fake it till you make it. And he's made it. So, yeah, can't be mad. It's, it's, it's the American dream, baby. It's just like, if everybody else mediocre can rise to the top, why not DJ Khaled? <laughs> um, to keep it moving, another one. Wasted potential of the year. Drake. I think there's no question. I think that, you know, and, and let's talk. I do like the fact Drake dropped two products this year that were definitely different. I do like the fact of where you have two products where one should be a return to form. That should be the collaboration album with 21 Savage. And the other one is a little bit more experimental, kind of hopping on the house trend, which was Thank Me Later. 
I think at the end of the day, though, they're not terrible albums. They are perfectly fine albums. But this is somebody who's dropped classics, who's definitely put work into his craft, whose one-off songs, you know, go mega, ultra, super, quadruple platinum and are really well-written. I think what's kind of fascinating about these records is that normally we would put up something that's definitely trash. But I think the problem here is that it's not that they were trash, it's that they were boring. Yeah. And I think that's probably the biggest sin of it all. I have to give him props, though. I do love the idea of Thank Me Later, only because, you know, it's got that Ibiza house vibe. It was definitely a risk. You know, I will always applaud risk as far as that's concerned. And, and by the nature of him putting out that record, it was a risky one. Um, but at the end of the day, it, you know, there's a lot of dope mixes happening on SoundCloud. There's a lot of underground rappers like Cakes the Killer making dope house music. Like, there was a lane here for him to have easily made a dope-ass project. And it's shocking that's not what this was. Going back to 21 Savage, personally, I love Drake at his most pettiness. Except here, I thought it was just a little bit too petty. I thought it was a little bit too mean-spirited. I mean, it's kind of weird where 21 Savage (laughs) is the the light straight man in the rap group. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) When every other bar is about murder. So I think here... It's not as terrible as it usually is. I just think it's disappointing. I don't know where Drake is. Obviously, he's trying to find where he is himself. At the end of the day, I think he still has it in him. I'm just hoping he'll be able to pull it off in the future. That's all. Yeah, and and I think, you know, and this is coming off of Certified Lover Boy too, which is also like a very mid, if yeah. not Drake's worst album, I would say. Um, and I, I think her loss, uh, and honestly, never mind. I think we're, we're fine, but there are albums I, I never went back to. And that's like, I, I, I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a Drake stan, but you know, I, I, I tend to like his, his music. I think he, he does a good job when he's on, on a hundred. Um, but definitely I, I think the fire is not there and, you know, I I, I I mean, look, if Nas can come back, obviously Drake can come back. I, I don't think it's like a lost cause, but, uh, you know, it's definitely something that, um, you know, it was just a little bit disappointing, um, especially for somebody who dropped two projects this year. Um, Salt dropped five, that's all I have to say. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Oh, man. Um, all right, so glow up of the year. Glorilla. Yeah. yeah agree. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's maybe we should call this, I won't say necessarily to make it the stallion of, of the award, but uh, it's something where she was everywhere. She was everywhere. She was ripping it. She's infectious. She's a dope rapper. She's got a unique voice. I mean, you always have these weird chuds and kind of hating on her, blah, blah, blah. But she, her EP's dope. It's, she's just kind of, she's just doing her thing. And it's kind of cool having like this youthful like hip hop energy that's about being dope and that's about fucking dope bars that's not tied to you know any existential crisis she just she just wants to rap wants to rap and be out there and and that's what she brought continuously in all her projects and all her guest appearances and every time you see her so like you know she's somebody where like like I get excited I I I like seeing a young hungry rapper and that's she's by definition the young hungry rapper so you know props to her for sure Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put the most punching above your weight record of the year, aka the Playboy Cardi Award. 
um, to kind of like piggyback off young female MCs, Ice Spice. Um, I know there's been some shots at her skill. I think that's honestly misogynistic. I think that as somebody who's kind of been paying attention to her career, she was always a solid BK Joe rapper. I think Munch is a hit for a reason. I think it's a little bit unfair to kind of disparage her just because of her looks or XYZ. I will say this much, she's probably the only rapper I've seen when you pulled the old DMs actually makes her look really good. <laughs> <laughs> she was out here protesting like George Floyd. She like claims her Nigerianness. Like it's, it's a lot of good here. And I think that I can see it going both ways. Going back to the traditional idea of the way hip hop can be, it feels like it's particularly a cruel place for women. I think if you've been paying attention to what's been happening in the Megan Thee Stallion trial shooting issue, what's been happening, the, the sentiment behind there, I think we've seen what's, what's happened to other past dope female MCs. Um, I have seen Ice Spice kind of take it on the chin and kind of joke about it and not take it seriously. I know that there was a perceived drink diss in his record and she was on something like, well, at least he said I look cute. You know, I think she's got a good head on her shoulders to kind of survive the, the industry, what it's read her. And like I said, it's kind of cool to kind of see, like, again, a young, eager rapper who's wanting to kind of, you know, get better and drop some dope jams. So, you know, props to her. Yeah, I can't be mad at Ice Spice. And, you know, she could also be the Globe of the Year winner as well. Um, and, yeah, like, she's had a very interesting year. Um, and I, I think it's a testament of her being from New York, where she could just be like, <laughs> Drake, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know? Um, and uh, yeah, I, I would say like all of the, the negativity t towards her, I think it's just like completely unwarranted as expected, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to kind of see where she goes next. Um, and, and I think like the drill community needs a female rapper for sure. <laughs> yeah. Kind of to Kenzo B, but yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of, a lot of testosterone energy there. Let's just say. <laughs> All right, so uh, the next award is the Hip Hop Old Folks Home, aka Boom Bap Award. Um, mm -hmm. I, I so I nominated Griselda for this. Um, yeah, no, like they they are putting out um, a level of like output that I haven't seen in a long time. It's, it's almost like Wayne mixtape era output. Uh, I'm not going to say that every track is good um i i definitely feel like there's some tracks i, for, I forgot on the last album was other album i listened to but like three songs were like definitely felt unmastered <laughs> that they just <laughs> recorded on their iphone <laughs> but um but i i think like the output is still solid they've been doing this now for like a few years now um they're getting the the shine that they need um, and they're they're keeping that gritty ass East Coast hip hop alive. Um, and I know there's people who are trying, you know, like a Joey Badass, you know, etc. But I, I I don't think they're like he has the formula like the Griselda guys. I I just like admire like what they're they're putting together. And they're not from New York City either, which is a testament. <laughs> so. There's a, a podcast and a writer who I don't know his original name, so I apologize now, but uh, Cabbages, and he kind of called it the Griselda Cinematic Universe. And I think that, you know, he put in a, a newsletter, and I, and I thought it was very astute, where, like, for what they're doing, they're really building, like, this weird world of work 
which I'm, and I, and I don't want to like, I hate comparing people to each other just because a, it's a little bit unfair. And also it kind of, it's a weird, but it's, I haven't seen like this kind of like interconnectedness, even with the, the Benny, the butcher beef, like since Wu-Tang is just like, it's a lot of interesting, like the wrestling references, you know, a couple of years ago, he actually had a tap dancer on the track when he to, to punctuate a, a tap dancing on Coke line. Like they're doing a lot of really interesting things with Finn Boom Bap. And I think it's very underrated because it's like, you know, we've seen these guys a thousand and one times, but I think nobody's really acknowledging exactly what they're doing and how high a level it is and how they're pushing it forward. Like this is something where it felt like it kind of came out of 1990, but aren't beholden to 1990, if you know what I'm saying. It's like yeah. the idea of where we're not just like going to, you know, because a lot of dudes out there who still traffic in like quote unquote classic hip hop and they're not. They're very much of the now. So props to them. For sure. And so this is an easy one for me. Worst rest of the year. Drake. Drake's Megan Bars. Um, if I could kind of go back on the list, I think the most disappointing thing for me this year has been kind of the way they've been treating Megan. Not because I'm a super fan, but just because there's that weird, ugly sentiment, which I think, you know, going back to my discussion about female rappers just now, has kind of hurt the culture. I think it's kind of made it difficult because we've kind of put these barriers because, you know, it's a lot of rappers come from places where, it's, you know, it's, it's very tough to live, you know, bad circumstances, bad childhoods, dealing with issues. And I think it's kind of fucked up where being a female rapper, being a queer rapper, being somebody who's extra marginalized, you know, the gatekeepers have put in these extra kind of bars. And I think that for making the selling case, it should be, it, it's, it should be news, but not much news. Like, I, I, and I don't be that guy, but it feels like rappers shoot each other all the time. <laughs> and then, you know, they, it's, it's like we weren't talking about this like this much when it was like Capstone. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's not to say that we should normalize violence, but I think the TMZ scandal scandal angle of this is, is kind of extra. And I think it's fucked up how you have this kind of continuous, well, maybe, you know, conspiracy theory here for what I think is relatively straightforward. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not that it's a big deal, but it's not that big of a deal. So I think what's kind of been bothering me here is the fact of how it's been easy shots. Long story short, on the latest record, Drake had to kind of put in a, a butt shot flip, you know, like a, a buck butt shot reference, but basically kind of reference to the fact of how Megan got shot and basically how it was fake. Um, and like I said, it was just kind of mean spirited. And to be honest with you, the whole Drake record is kind of has like a lot of bitter bars. Yeah, bitter bars about him dating Serena. You know, bitter bars about making the stallion, bitter bars about fucking ice spice. It's like at a certain point, it's just like you know. Again, I like Drake Devoto. Discuss this. I, I like the fact of where he's this weird petty god, kind of mad at you know these waitresses and you know getting his heart broken. But it's kind of dark. Like if you're gonna go out there and, and throw a shot to Serena Williams, who's retired, got a whole family, kids. Like how much of a loser are you? And I think Drake is better than that. Even petty Drake is better yeah. than that. So. Boo to him. Yeah, for sure. It's it's like a wrestler heel turn that he's trying to do. That just yeah. it's just not it's like the execution's not there, you know? Yeah. Um, which is yeah, I I, I wouldn't say I wasn't surprised, but I, I yeah, I, I did think that Drake was a little bit better than that, um, to come at, you know, like Megan Ice Spice. Like the you know, obviously he's been getting way more misogynistic lately. 
I think he's trying to maybe have that as a brand because I think Drake is very smart and strategic. Um, but it just comes off as just like, yeah, like you said, petty. So, uh, so yeah, let, let's talk about the underrated record of the year. Um, for me, it's a, it's a artist named Yaya Bay. Uh, she's from Bedside, Brooklyn. Um, hopefully I'll run into her at the coffee shop one day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely put, uh, put out my favorite record of the year for, for sure. It's called Remember Your North Star. Um, it's just a very solid R&B record. Um, very well produced. Um, I love her voice. I love like, you know, just like, and it's very much like a, you know, f- fuck men, all men are trash record. But I think there's a, just a way that she melds with the production um, on this record that I've not seen in a long time. And the production, I think, is, you know, if you like, you know, like Salt and some of these other like artists out here, I think it's kind of along those lines. Um, and definitely probably not getting, I see she's touring now, but like not getting like the, the spins it needs, in my opinion. Um, so definitely check it out. Um, and very underrated, um, for sure. Um, I'm going to throw out there and not necessarily underrated, um, JID, um, definitely as far as rappers getting a big mainstream push, I think he's up there. I think he's extremely talented. I feel like this is a great record. I am surprised that it didn't really lead to, and again, off, like I know he's touring, I know he's, he's, he's doing things out there, but I thought this would kind of like have him as a superstar status. It feels like the buzz really isn't there. And I think it's a little bit unfortunate because it's really well made. I think all his records are really well made from the DiCaprio mixtapes to now. And I think it's a matter of time before like he catches that wave. And I know he had that song with, I think it was Imagine Dragons that kind of got him a lot of buzz, probably helped that paycheck but I think it's time for him to kind of start getting respect as just a singular hip hop talent. You know, I, I think he's up there, like in my mind, it's gonna, this is bold. I think he should be up there. Like, you know, if there's, if there's a baton passing, I think it'd be kind of interesting to kind of see him with J. Cole. Cause I know he's kind of on Dreamsville, but I think he's like, the, he's, he could be on that level. I could put you that way. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how it kind of ends up, but he's definitely somebody where if you slept on that record, definitely go back and give it a listen to, you'd be quite surprised. For sure. Um, next award. This is the <clears throat> the Nelly. We don't know when this is going to end. Let's get this white people money while we can award. I think Lizzo. Um, long story short, Lizzo, somebody where, and I think it's because, and we discussed before, Stone. We remember Lizzo back in the the, the indie rock days, <laughs> where she was out there doing her hip hop, twerking, playing the flute, rapping, singing to this obviously on paper hostile white audience and she was winning them over, you know, crowd at a time, gig at a time, up until the point of where you've got Stevie Nicks shouting her out for accepting awards, saying how gracious she is and how awesome she is and and what a light she is. And I, I think that as a lot of going back to the idea of the way the culture kind of treats females, as far as somebody transitioning into a superstar status, not to say she hasn't gotten her flack because of her gender. Not to say she hasn't gotten shit because of it. It's kind of cool seeing somebody bring that positivity and crossing over and getting her flowers the way she is. So props to her. Yeah. And, and I'll say this. I don't, I don't think her album that she put out this year made as much of an impact as her last album. But, you know, she's she's definitely ha- has, I think cross the line, the, not the line, but just like, she's a superstar now. 
Um, she's getting, you know, she's playing the White House. She's like, you know, getting name checked by a lot of people. Um, so she, and it's it's just great for somebody, um, you know, like like her, like just with her life story uh, to to get this fame. Um, and I've just been at concerts full of white people and a Lizzo track, not even Lizzo performing, a Lizzo track is like playing while like, you know, everybody's waiting for the main artist and everybody goes crazy, you know? So I, yeah, can't be mad at that and cash those checks. (laughs) 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 All right. So, uh, the belly hip hop movie performance of the year. And it goes to Megan Thee Stallion, for sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wish I saw the Freddie Gibbs movie, though. I really want to see that movie. Suppose like, it's really good. It's getting yeah, good reviews. Yeah. yeah like if, if, late if, for the awards. But yeah, yeah if, if, I, if I saw that movie, I think I would probably put that that, that here. Just because I'm like, you know, I, I feel like Freddie, that, that's, that's, I don't know, like, that's a really cool kind of hip-hop movie to see. But um, outside of that, no, Megan, Megan is... is Again, like on SNL, she is very versatile. Um, I can't be mad. No, not at all. Um, this is my nominee, Buster Rhymes, Killed You on Your Own Shit Award. Um, I think Cardi B is heavily slept on. And I, I know initially there were a lot of things where she's got Ghost Riders, a lot of hate because she crossed over, yada, yada, yada. Again, it seems to be a consistent theme with female rappers. But, uh, I think what's kind of been fascinating is while Cardi B has been kind of showing up and, you know, she's showing up on a, like, you know, doing, you know, some reggaeton and, you know, some crossover stuff. She's always around pop culture stuff, getting to awards. She dropped two vicious ass verses. Uh, one of Glorilla, one on BK Drill, just basically going at some people's necks. And it's, it's kind of cool because at the end of the day where, you know, you could make the argument that, you know, her hopping on Glorilla track is her trying to get young clout. It didn't really feel like that. Like she was throwing some windmills at Nicki Minaj. It was a hungry ass fucking Cardi B. And then my personal favorite was when she hopped on that BK track, BK drill track. She's there in the Bronx chilling, nails out there, grabbing dudes, just fucking doing the whole agro hip hop shit. And just, you could see having the time of her life. And like I said, there was a phase where a lot of rappers were like, you know, I'm not a rapper. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a hustler. And you can see that Cardi B generally likes rapping. So, you know, props to her, props to her for kind of like, you know, in the midst of all this, where it could be easy to show up and like fucking, you know, Jimmy Fallon and do all this stuff. She was still doing some hard ass, like 1 a.m. Hot 97, Funk Master Flex shit. So props to her. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it's, it's really interesting, too, because, I mean, like she could be Jay-Z. Right, she could just like sit in her mansion and <laughs> drop some wash lyrics <laughs> and get like 500k for them. But no, she's out in these streets, um, and she's like, oh, "Okay, cool, Big Kid Drill is hot. Like, I'm going to jump on that. You know, Ice Spice is hot. I'm going to jump on that." Like, I-, I feel like that's a hungry New York aspect of her um, that you know I'm I'm so excited to see for sure. So props to her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're going to keep it moving to the, wait, where we, where we go? Oh, yeah, uh, the Kanye West Wrestling Heel Turn Award. Um, almost lost the envelope, y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Nicki Minaj, like, <laughs> Nicki Minaj, like, I, it, it's really, really, really sad. 
it, it's really sad. Like, like I, I don't understand. And this is not something that's new. Like, if you've listened to her, like, Apple Music show for, like, the past two or three years, like, she just has, she's very much, like, uh, I, I, I hate to say it, insecure. And instead of kind of being a Cardi B, like, jumping on these, like, different, like, uh, like records, she is... You know, and like partnering with like a Glorilla, partnering with Ice Spice or, you know, whatever. She's just out here like dissing, being in the corner. Like, why? <laughs> yeah, no. And, and, and it sucks. I think that uh, the one I noticed was the when Lotto, because Lotto was like, yo, why are you coming? Like, I am a fan. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know, you know, we might have had some things back and forth, but generally, like, I want to work with you. I I really like like I'd work with you now. Why why are we beefing? Like like she seemed generally confused, and I and I think that again, I understand it, and she's been very tough on Nikki. I understand that she's somebody where she feels like she never got her respect. I would say that you know if th- there's definitely a reason why she hasn't gotten that respect, and I think it has to do with the way men kind of run the industry. So you would think as somebody who's kind of had to go on through the gauntlet, you'd be a little bit more like, hey, name me a help. You know, Hove went through that so you don't have to go through that type of shit. Um, so it's kind of weird to kind of see her going at specifically like these young female rappers. Like, like if it was on some like, yo, fuck you, bitch ass, like Tech 6 9 oh, fuck you, A Boogie with the hoodie type shit, you know, regular beef shit, you know, if she's out there throwing chicken fingers at fucking Benny the Butcher, <laughs> it probably <laughs> wouldn't bother me <laughs> as much. But as the idea of where, you know, she should be like a rap elder. And I think that, I don't know if it's her people. I don't know if it's because the way, again, like she was somebody who caught a lot of strays for no real reasons. So I don't know if it's because that's the way she kind of thinks it's it's expected from from her at this point in her career. But it's kind of unfortunate. I just kind of hope that somebody that talented, somebody who's got a fan base like that, somebody who could kind of shift the culture in big ways if she wanted to, kind of size that behavior because it's unseemly at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And then uh, I'll end this one, you know, as usual, we always end on a category like this because uh, white is right to quote Kanye West. We have the Bobby Cadwell best hip hop RB performance by a white person. Um, Alchemist. I mean, in this case, long story short, <laughs> Beverly Hills born <laughs> Alchemist has been <laughs> Laying down street rap for, wow, going on for decades. Um, he's somebody where he was doing the Quiet Storm of Mob Deep, from doing work with Earl Sweatshirts, from doing work with Griselda, as we recently mentioned, Freddie Gibbs. You know, he's somebody where in a time where we thought Boom Bap was over, has been finding this new and interesting niches and records to flip and beasts to flip and has kind of kept that alive where to the point of where I think it was Jay Versace cracking a joke like, you know, even a lot of your favorite neo Boom Bap producers are sick of that shit. And <laughs> the fact that we kind of hit maximum mass on the, re- the revival of Boom Bap is definitely at Alchemist. So props to him for keeping the art form alive. You know, there's a lot of dudes still out there. I was reading an article about DJ Premier doing interviews with Pitchfork. A lot of people have been kind of keeping that flame. But 
definitely want to give Alchemist his flowers for just, you know, finding that lane and kind of pushing a lot of young acts too. Like I was reading about him talking about like Boldy James, about how, how, you know, he'll come and tell him to like, you know, help him with his bars and bring him out. He's somebody where I think at his time in the game, I think by what he's accomplished and sadly, and I want to be that guy, generally guys who are not necessarily minorities tend to kind of view hip hop as very disposable. He's somebody who's kind of kept that art alive when definitely there wasn't any money into it. So props to him. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think it's, it's, it's just, you know, we talk about comebacks and, you know, we talk about people who are coming back and, and they're better, you know, they're as good now than the, as they were in their prime. I think Alchemist might, I wouldn't say better, but like he's definitely up there with his output lately. Um you know, I, I, it's just really impressive. I still out there, and again, Beverly Hills born. <laughs> <laughs> the streets. <laughs> but yeah, no, like I said, he's, he's, it's, it's, it's long story short. It's just cool. I know sometimes we discuss a, a lot of the music that we love and we hate. But it's cool kind of discussing artists who kind of push it forward, you know. And I think at the end of the day, we make poke, poke fun and crack jokes. But, you know, props to him. Props to him for the way he's doing it. Props to him for kind of paying it backwards. And, you know, I think that's what a lot of rappers kind of aspire to be. And, you know, like I said, it's just ending on a high note. It's just like it's cool to kind of see hip-hop in a, in a great place. All types of hip-hop from, like, your hip house to your BK drill to, like, you know, Metro Woman dropped the record that's all about fucking bringing the trap back. You know, and to like the classic boom bap of Alchemist. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, going back to your point before, it's been a fantastic year of comebacks. And I think that as far as music, it's probably the first year where I was like, there's way too much shit to listen to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. <laughs> I, 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 the algorithm was not feeding me all the music. I, I Bruh, would definitely I, say that. Bruh. And then they have the nerve drop records now. You got SZA dropping a record, man. Yeah. You got yeah. Soul dropping a record, man. Insane. I mean, the, the, that Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's album was, was actually really solid. I just heard that the other day. That was, that was another great comeback album. You know, like, yeah. You know, uh, Tom York came back. You know, I mean, Bruh, there's so this, much yeah. <laughs> that we, we haven't even scratched the surface. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, if, if anything this podcast has showed you, just, you know, go out there, listen to the music, man. Go 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 feed the brain. You know what I'm saying? Scientists saw, say that if you listen to a new record every day, your IQ will go up 20 points. That's completely, that's fake news, but still, sounds believable. I, 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 I believe that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <sighs> but uh, as usual, around this time, when we say we love y'all, stay safe, stay warm give back those who are blessed. We love y'all. Peace. Peace. Peace.